Geologists have discovered cave paintings in the Lacou complex of France that mm. depict individuals sprinting and wrestling. These paintings date back to the Upper Paleolithic period 15,000 years ago. Similar paintings in the Bayangkangar province of Mongolia in the Neolithic age show evidence of swimming and archery being practiced in 10,000 BC. And in Japan, there are paintings that depict a sport similar to sumo wrestling. But only in 70, 776 BC, with events such as foot and chariot races, wrestling, jumping, discus and javelin throwing, the ancient Greeks introduced formal sports events to the world by organizing the first Olympic Games. Mm. In the thousands of years that humanity spent inventing sport, across the Mediterranean and over the Holy Lands and Mesopotamia, the oldest evidence of beer is believed to be a 6,000-year-old Sumerian tablet depicting people consuming a drink through reed straws from a communal bowl, a tradition carried to this day at the iconic Madison, Wisconsin drinking establishment Wando's with their popular fish bowls. Later... <laughs> A 3,900-year-old Sumerian poem honoring Ninkasi, the patron goddess of brewing, and Pacific Northwest brewer carrying the same name, contains the oldest surviving beer recipe describing the production of beer, bread made from barley. 6,000 years after the invention of beer and 17,000 years after sport, in the year of our Lord 2004, a new media form was developed when Adam Curry, former MTV video jockey and software developer Dave Weiner, coded a program called iPodder, which enabled users to download internet radio broadcasts to their iPods. Journalist Ben Hammersley soon coined the term podcasting to describe the potential for a boom in amateur radio, arguing that the two top ingredients were now in place, blogging and MP3 players. Now, 17,000 years in the making, three more pop culture ingredients are in place. Beer. Sports and podcasting. What wow. better way to illustrate this epoch than for Cold Cans, an entertainment podcast about beer, to welcome back Athletic Brewing, this time with John Walker, the head brewer and co-founder of Athletic Brewing Company. Maybe we'll ask him about all this. I honestly and truly hope we don't. Today on the show, After Shift IPA by Athletic Brewing. What an intro. <laughs> Cheers. I can tell you didn't get much work done today, and we're simply writing a perfect intro. I had well enough done. to do today, but decided to do this instead. Mm. Smart. Mm. Mm. This is good. Yeah, and you Ooh. know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get out. I know we're drinking it out of cans. The name of the show is Cold Cans. Cold Cans. But they Joey, are cold. Joey was a nice little Santa Claus this year and got old Nick P a, a beer drinking glass. Ho, ho, ho. I'm going to go get it. Tell the listeners about it. All right. So this is a glass that you can drink beer out of. <laughs> no, it's special, right? it, It's very special. So this is a glass. This is like an all-purpose beer drinking glass. I did some level of research here because, you know, for my good buddy Nick, I got to get the just the perfect gift. And I got him popcorn butter salt from Port, uh, Portland and yep. a beer drinking glass for any type of beer. So it's not perfect for any individual type of beer, but this will do you <laughs> for all types of beer. Um, here, let me get a pick of Nick. Get a pick. His... It's a bad pour, folks, but I will say the only critique I have of this glass, other than that it came from you. Oh, come on. Is that I think it's a 12-ounce glass. Yeah. It's not a pint. So Yeah, you got to split it up, Nick. Stop drinking so quickly. <laughs> Uh, uh, but I've loved it so far. It's a nice, classy thing. I got mm -hmm. a stem on it, so I'm not warming up that beer with my hand. That's right. And if we knew more about what different types of beer glasses were and why they fit different types of beer, if then only. we could talk about all the complexities of this glass. But we don't. So <laughs> well, instead, I just so drink in it. my cursory research, mm. there's obviously like the um, the carbonation is being right. funneled. So so there's a big fat bottom, fat bottom glass. Hey, you make the rock and word go round. Uh, and then instead of it just sort of funneling up to a point, there's a little bit of a lip at the top, and that's mostly for you to just easily, more easily drink. You've got a little bit of lip at top, too. Oh, are you condemning me, saying I'm, don't give me that lip, or are you yes. looking at my beautiful lips from across the table? Yeah. It's been a long isolation for all of us here. <laughs> Uh, it's a beautiful glass. Thank you. I'm going to drink this beer out of it. Gorgeous glass. Also drink it out of this beautiful can. Yes. So Athletic Brewing's After Shift, this is a Chef Chris Cosentino collab 
which we'll get into. We're about to interview John Walker. Yeah. Now, what we didn't ask him is about the Johnny, his name, Johnny Walker. I thought we were going to bring up this hack shit it's on not, the podcast. We're not hacks, <laughs> but it's something you could ask. He'd have to roll his eyes and answer, but we didn't. It's funny, too, because uh, Flying Lion Brewery in Seattle, one of the, I think he's one of the co-owners, or he's at least the brother of a co-owner. His name is Evan Williams. Now, wow. that makes you think. Now, if Evan Williams and John Walker paired up. No, Evan Williams and John Walker walk into a bar, and they're talking about beer. Good. That's a good one, Uncle. <laughs> Uncle Dan. That's a really good <laughs> joke. Uh, okay. You're so topical, <laughs> but it also like it, take, it takes you for a surprise because they're talking about beer instead of right. what they normally make. And you're assuming your listeners know yeah. all the varieties of run-of-the-mill whiskey. So listeners, so in this world, Uncle Dave is a podcast where he's telling <laughs> these jokes. Maybe, yeah. Uh yeah, let's talk I about. I guess Johnny Walker's not a run of the mill. That's like a. No, that's a. That's good a one. step above Evan, Evan Williams. Evan Williams is not good. <laughs> I mean, Evan Williams, the brewer, I'm sure is great. Yes. Evan Williams, the drink is. I have had many hungover right, mornings right. after uh, hitting the Evan Williams bottle hey. a little too hard. Back in college, not anymore. Um. So how did you said you liked the beer initially? I, I really did. That sips. first taste is okay. great. So it's like it's got a um like an acidity and a fruitiness to it. Um, which is, I think, obviously in, intentional. But every fruity beer we've had, I, I feel like it's like 70% of the time I'm kind of gritting through the whole podcast. Not grinning, gritting. Oh. Like Gritty, the uh, mascot. Uh, because I f- can't handle that like artificial fruity juiciness. I don't like it whatsoever. Okay, does one... Get particular beer. beer come to mind when you think of the artificial the fruity- pineapple one we did with the princess of pine shout oh, out to well certainly shout out to the princess of pineapples thank you for being on the show uh years ago um this however is strikes the, and when you strike the balance right wow i like it a lot i like it a lot uh really good hazy ipas do this where yeah. there's a fruitiness to them that almost comes purely from the hops um in this case i think um it, it is slightly more fruity than just your typical kind of hazy IPA, but it strikes a nice balance. I really popped when I took that first drink. Sure, I would have popped. I would have done a bunch of bullshit where I've been like, yeah, this is good if I didn't like it because, yeah, you know, you want sure. to write by the guest and, and by the beer. Um, I legitimately, honestly, really, really And like you're a this. liar. You always will lie. It's showbiz, baby. <laughs> it's an entertainment <laughs> podcast. Uh, Subscribe to our Patreon. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I primarily get the lemon verbena, I think, when I'm drinking this. Yeah. And then bay leaves are a nice compliment to that. And this is nice to me, too. You know, I'm not... Bay leaves. Yeah. I, I missed that reading it, and mm. that is absolutely what you're getting in that. And you know what? I hope bay never leaves. Yeah. B-A-E. What do you lo- what? Yeah. <laughs> so our Patreon is... Um, <laughs> Bay leaves. What do you think about cooking with bay leaves? Isn't it kind of weird? Wow. Here don't, we go. Don't you feel like there most like when when you take thyme or something, sprigs of thyme out of your cooking? T- oh, you're t- see. I thought you meant Jesus thyme. Christ. Like no, you know. Yeah, I, I know, Uncle. <laughs> I I do. Thyme, sprigs of thyme. Thyme. <laughs> thyme. Uh, that'd be fun that if you were. Cooking, cooking, and yeah. you were using time that every time he sprung a little in, you went, time! Uh, I think everyone around you would have a lot of fun with it. No, sprigs of it, you take it out, they look like they're spent. When you take a bay leaf mm. out, it's still just a bay leaf. I'm like, what did I even... Oh, yeah, I tuck here? it right in my lip. Oh, wow. I chew it down and tuck it in my lip. <laughs> Does it do anything at all? Oh, it's the best high <laughs> I've ever had, Joe. Oh, no, a cooked no, bay leaf so, Okay, nice so you're chicken stock. <laughs> so you're saying the bay leaf... I feel like it just hasn't done its job yet. Oh. I take it out. I'm like, but you, what have you done? You're still green. But you're you still... taste it. Certainly, you can taste the difference. You can taste it. I'm saying while I cook, I take it out. I'm like, did you do your job? Because it looks like you didn't do anything at all. That's what I think about with a bay leaf. Huh. Is this a good bit? <laughs> I don't think I, I so. I actually do kind of think that when I cook with bay leaves. I don't get the sense that it actively cooked. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sort of just releasing its essence, right? It's one of the very few things you take the whole sprig or leaf out when you cook with it. 
It doesn't yeah. dissolve. It doesn't kind of go into the, the stock. You just take it out. Yeah. Well, you do the same with time sprigs. Time! <laughs> <laughs> but, they, but they look like they're spent a little bit. Mm. Like when you take them out, they're pretty much just the stems. You pick out the seeds and stems. <laughs> it's just the stems. What are we doing? Time! <laughs> You're the one that brought up all this the bay leaf stuff. You were doing your bay, I hope bay never leaves joke. I think... Which is every bit as good as what I was doing. <laughs> You're right. You're every bit as good. Uh, okay, what what else about this beer, Joe? Oh, yeah, we we're going to talk about dry January. So this, of course, is an NA, non-alcoholic beer, and it's become pretty popular i think for people after the holidays in january to just like take a step back yeah maybe stop drinking altogether or find another way to cut back yeah i i personally don't take as hard of a stance of like i'm just not going to drink anything for a month sure but i will cut out all my little uh weekday adventures mm. uh so if i'm ha- if i'm you know thinking it's a wednesday i'm gonna crack a beer i don't do it in january so i just stick to the friday saturday nights sundays through thursdays <laughs> I'm generally not drinking. Nice. And I'm not drinking a ton on Friday and Saturday nights, but that's sure. where I'll allow myself. And that's part of the benefit, right? Like you get a buzz much more quickly yeah, if yeah. you're not drinking every day of the week. This is a life I should live. Um, not sure. that I normally li- drink every night of the week, but normally like maybe once or twice during the week, I'll have a beer or two. Yeah. Uh, and I'm cutting that all together, better the waistline, better for mental clarity. I guess that said, if you really are limiting yourself, I don't think you notice really any difference. Um. It's a, you mean if you're limiting rather than normally, totally cutting if you're normally out. rationing oh, yourself it, to sure. just like a beer at dinner or whatever, you're not really going to notice a difference. Sure. So, yeah, I think the dry January thing is, it's something I think more for people who are doing it to talk about the fact that they're doing it more than it actually improves anybody's life. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm doing a dry January. Sorry, <laughs> I'll have to pass on that. And this year, more than ever, it's like a big social media thing, right? Like- you know, which is fine. I get people find community in that way. It's totally. whatever, but I, I get why you're annoyed by it. Um, I haven't really cut back after the holidays. Wow. But I also am not drinking every night of the week. So I don't know. I just don't. I offered I, you a beer I, when I came in here and you said, put it in the fridge. Maybe you can drink it later. That's what you said. Well, that's because of the gluten thing. Not because I was drinking a 7% cider when you walked in. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and it's Monday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, then I cracked that beer and I prefaced when i gave it to you i said i know the gluten thing you did you remembered i remembered uh but i really enjoyed this beer this was by uh fuck i can't remember <laughs> chain line right? chain line out of kirkland a good ipa but back to after shift yes uh, i had not tried this before today's episode i've tried their run wild right, same yep i've tried their lagers and stuff like that the the blonde that they have um i really really like this it's not something i would drink many of at once you know i wouldn't yep but the nature of na beers at least for me like i'm not swigging them back uh it's something i'm sprinkling in or that i'm maybe having enjoying after dinner or after work not and this swigging you're sprinkling that. is that a new thing not swigging i'm sprinkling yeah that can be our new thing not swimming i'm not that's swigging. a t-shirt that's yeah we could make more merch you know we made these um, pint glasses, Nick, and we said we were going to make shirts, and then we just haven't. <laughs> We've seen each other plenty. We've talked about the I show know. plenty. We just haven't made them. I sent over a few mock-ups, just so Cold Cans Nation knows oh, what's going brother. on behind the scenes here. I sent over some mock-ups. They looked like trash, but you got to start somewhere. And you thought, did you want me to riff on them? Yeah. I'm terrible at design, though. I can't riff on them with Well, you. I think, yeah, what we're discovering is we need to pay someone to do the design, but yeah. we don't want to do. No. Because it, that Patreon's not getting hit hard enough. No, and that small business association <laughs> loan had to be paid off. <laughs> uh, no, I'm friends with uh, Mnuchin. I, I, can nice. get it, I can get it forgiven. You're on the pardon list? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And uh, the par- This reminds me, so we're in the midst of... There's a lot of stuff happening in the country right now, wild insurrections and and also politicians, you know, being complicit in a lot of it. Of course. But we'll see how it all shakes out. And one of the things is uh, certain platforms have been deplatformed, I guess. Like, Yeah, everyone knows. Parlor. You're getting that so, parlor because I said pardon. Yeah. And you're going to do something but this, here. This came to mind. It's not even a joke. I was oh. genuinely curious. I saw someone tweet like, I'm surprised by how many people pronounce it parlor. 
Is it parlay? How do they pronounce it? Oh, I don't know. I don't, I don't know give either. A shit. Fuck this platform. <laughs> this I would have thought it was parlay. Thing. Oh. I thought it was parlor too. So it's parlay. It must be. Like, how else would you pronounce that? Bleh. Lame. Agreed. Fuck that whole platform and fuck anybody. <laughs> well, agreed. Fuck anybody I, who thinks it's a First Amendment issue. They can all just fuck right. Yeah, off. you do see the misunderstanding of certainly. the Constitution online. You a certainly lot. do. You can't put like snuff videos on right. youtube and nobody's complaining and nobody's like this is a first amendment atrocity right uh it's you can again anybody in the fucking world can start a podcast it's completely unregulated at any time and we're like america really ha- doesn't <laughs> even have a first amendment anymore you know that and these people are saying that on fox news who gives them an unlimited right. platform yeah, to tens come of on. millions of viewers unfucking believable anyway yeah. don't believe it if you're out there cold cats nation starting to believe like maybe this is bad that parlor was shut down don't believe that <laughs> you're wrong i mean obviously there are discussions to be had around the fact that like twitter and facebook have such control over you know people reaching people of politicians course. reaching people that sort of thing it's, leaders reaching people that's a discussion to be had it's but problem. it's not a, right it's not a first amendment uh issue that's exactly right that's a problem in and of itself that they have this level of control and obviously have their own policies they're a private they're a website twitter.com they can have policies like right. i don't like this guy i'm taking them off that that's that's what you can do as a website the real problem is yeah why do three places have all the control of yeah how information is spread but it's not a first amendment problem right it's like a monopoly problem right bust them up says joe job uh i had my joe biden hat at war here what do you think about that? Yeah, I've seen it before. I like it. Okay. It's a nice hat. All right. I would never treat a politician like a celebrity or someone I idolize. So um, I'm better than you, but I do like the hat on nice. you. It fits That's you. Cool. And, you know, I just, I shit on all the Trump hats and then bought myself a Joe <laughs> hat. So um, it, Trump hats are gross. <laughs> all of right. course. Of course they are. I mean, and I, I didn't mean to... Uh, <laughs> Like make it seem like those two are the same person. They're obviously not the same people. Joe Biden and Donald Trump. Yes. Yeah, I think they're different. Uh, what did you want to talk about, Nick? <laughs> <laughs> I we, thought well, you had something. We have we have the inter- the interview, the interview up coming it's, up. Yep. It's an excellent conversation. Yes. Uh, where you'll actually learn something about this beer instead of this bullshit. Yeah. No, John was great too. I, I mean, just super obviously knowledgeable about his craft and everything yeah. like that um and just similar to the experience we had with bill Schufelt on this show yep the co-founder of athletic like just like nice and approachable and like empathetic to their consumers like desires and needs and like why they're turning to these beers yep. like it feels like they're so in touch with that yeah i i that they're in in I think with that empathy, they're also very articulate. Like, they can get their message across really well. Totally. Uh, and so it's all just feels great talking with them and learning about what they're doing. And, yeah, there's nothing amiss about Athletic. It's it's growing. They have a healthy curiosity. Uh, they have a noble goal to, like, have more people enjoy beer without, you know, getting fogged up by the alcohol. Yeah. There's really nothing not to like um, about it. And uh, this particular beer is... Probably, I don't. I think I still like Run Wild IPA just because of how practical uh-huh. it is and yeah, how yeah. fucking good it is. But as far as like a special collab that they're doing, um, and you bring this up in the interview, Nick, that they they're making beers is just an incredible clip, different types of beers. Um, yeah, this is probably my favorite kind of, um, you know, non special one they've done. Yeah, yeah. thank you. Special Stand, run, special run type run. Of beer. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's cut to the interview right now. Why not? Mm-hmm. We'll come back after and and. Uh do our ranking and and stuff like that. So you'll get the interview after the break. All right. As we mentioned today, we're talking with John Walker, the head brewer and co-founder of athletic brewing. Uh, John, thanks for being here today. Yeah. Thanks for having me. So just a little background on, on John. Um, There's actually a great podcast from athletic brewing called without compromise. Um, If you want to get a deeper dive on his background, go check that out. But basically, he was—he's been—he was a head brewer at Second Street Brewery in Santa Fe, New Mexico, for six years before he moved on to Athletic. Um, and Second Street, uh, just so the audience knows, was a full alcohol brewery. Is that correct, John? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were—we uh, had three pubs and two breweries by the time I left. 
Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Um, and then you moved to Athletic, so I, I'd really, which is a non-alcoholic brewery. So I, I'd really like to get just a, a brief, like what your motivation was for that and like why the, the call to like a non-alcoholic brewery um, connected with you. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, first and foremost, it was honestly the introduction to Bill. Um, he was super passionate about the project when I met him. And he was also very, um, you know, humble in his approach. I think that he had had a, maybe a tough time kind of talking to people about it because the, the industry wasn't super receptive to non-alcoholic beer at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, he came and I mean, the, the plan was so thoughtful. It was just mission driven, positive. It was like impacting people's lives in a positive way. And at the same time, a hundred percent embracing everything that I loved about craft beer, which was just like innovation, community, uh, you know, striving for quality and just embracing the craft. And his whole thing was like, you know, I don't want to do it the way it's always been done. So here's the challenge. Like, let's figure this thing out together and make it work a new way. And I was like, you know, the kind of like sparks flew and I was like, okay, well, you know, challenge accepted. And also (laughs) he, he seemed like a, like a really great guy to work with. And so it was kind of a combination of that and just the love for exploration. But also I, I grew up with non-alcoholic beer in my house hmm. um, alongside alcoholic beer. And, you know, my dad would go back and forth between the two. So it wasn't that foreign to me gotcha. um, as it is, as it is for a lot of people. But, um, you know, I saw the need for it in culture and especially growing up in food and beverage, um, you know, people are not always that healthy or mindful. And I know that people can, can and want to do better and they probably would if they're given better alternatives. Um, yeah. so it just kind of resonated with me in that realm. And also, you know, being a young dad wanting to be active with kids and mm. present and all that. So nice. And, and I want to go back to what you mentioned about your dad. Do you, we talked about on this show about athletic brewing, basically like how that would fit into our beer drinking essentially. And we, we talked about the concept of a pacer or a replacer. So basically if you're having a few normal alcoholic beers, you might sprinkle in an athletic brewing or two to just, you know, keep your wits about you and, and have a better day. Um, or you just totally are not drinking alcohol at the time. And so you're totally replacing it with a non-alcoholic. Do you remember like growing up, was that in your household? Was it, he's sort of like some days you wanted alcohol, some days he didn't, or was it just sort of like just trying to stay away from alcohol, but still enjoyed the taste of beer? Um, I think it was, it was probably a combination of both. And sometimes it was probably just whatever was in the fridge, but I do, you know, if I'm really thinking hard about it, I'm thinking that it's because he wanted to not have alcohol at the time. Mm. Um, uh, and so that was the choice that was the impetus for, for having that in the house. Nice. I think when I first started thinking about NA beers, like before we did athletic, mm-hmm. we did like O'Doul's, which right. sort of just tasted bad. So then I was like, well, I don't like NA beers because I didn't like O'Doul's. I didn't know that there was anybody out there kind of innovating, anybody trying to make a, like a good tasting IPA or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And so I didn't totally see the point. I thought that the reason I like beer is that I like the taste of a beer, but I also, you know, I want to get a little buzz on on a Friday night or whatever it was. Um, then I started, you know, not just for the show, but I started seeing it around. So I bought some Athletic, brought some other NA beers. There's one imported from Germany that I can't think of off the top of my head that I also really like. Anyway, I was buying some NA beers personally and realized, like, I just like a beer in the same way that I like, a, like, a green tea in the afternoon or something. Like, after work, I want a beer. And I genuinely don't really care about the alcohol in a lot of the context that I drink beer. Mm. And so it fits really well, you know, on a Tuesday or something like that. And sometimes it'll just – it's a taste thing. Like, alcohol is almost irrelevant to me for a lot of the times I'm cracking open a beer. Mm. Now, of course, if we're going to, you know, we're going <laughs> to go out to the bars and turn one on, yeah, whatever. That's I think Cold Nation knows that about you. Sure. You know. but, but at the same time, you know, there's – I didn't realize how big of a piece of the pie 
NA beers would serve for me. I didn't realize mm. how much I literally was curious and enjoyed the taste of beer until um, I started drinking them without the element of alcohol in them. I don't know. I yeah. don't know if that there's even a point there. Um, but in general, yeah, I, I didn't realize how much. It, and this isn't even just sucking up to the head brewer and co-founder <laughs> of Athletic Brewing. I honestly didn't know how much of a, uh, a role this had in my life until it did have a role. And yeah, I would love to get yeah. your response to that, John. And it reminds me of one thing you said on that um, athletic podcast. You said um, a lot of people aren't, or many people will discover about themselves. They're not necessarily a huge fan of alcohol, but they're fans of like malt and hops and the different flavors that they can get from totally. those. Um, and that's why they're yeah. drawn to athletic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, that's just what I was thinking about when you were talking about that. And it's like, people love these ingredients and they love the ritual yeah. and, you know, just like you get home and it's cracking something and holding that like fizzy, cold, carbonated liquid up to your lips totally. you know, yeah. to like paint the picture. And there's that like slight burn in the, in the back of your throat. It's just like quenching mm -hmm. and refreshing and it, it doesn't matter what it is. You Absolutely. Know, the, the alcohol is kind of like arbitrary and, um, you know, 20 minutes later when you're, not burning yourself on the stove, like, you know, it's probably better. <laughs> right. I, I, and I like, I, to piggyback on that, that, that feeling of cracking open the cold beer, especially during COVID where, you know, I, I'm fortunate to, to have, you know, kept my employment and, but I work from home now and I used to go into the office and there was this kind of ritualistic, uh, transition period between, the commute from the office and home. And that did mm -hmm. that break for me where I was no longer in the office. I was no longer working. Now I'm home with you know, my wife, my, my dog and my cat, and I'm just enjoying the evening. Co-working or working from home meant that I didn't have that break at all anymore. Then right. I realized, <laughs> oh shit, that break can be cracking open a cold beer. Well, this is problematic. Now I'm cracking open a cold beer seven nights of the week and I'm drinking too much. And and again, I realized like I wasn't chasing the alcohol at all. I was exactly what it, what John just said. Like I was chasing that kind of I'm done with work. You know, maybe I did my workout. I did whatever else like I wanted to do that day. I'm gonna you know, start cooking dinner or whatever. Start eating dinner, and I, I, the cold beer sounds great. And I would prevent myself from doing it because there was alcohol in it, and I didn't want to be drinking alcohol every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, now there's that option, and again, it's something that I. I don't think I was in the mindset. I don't even know if I would have been in the mindset to be completely transparent before COVID to realize this about mm -hmm. myself um, until the uniqueness yeah. of this situation came about. Yeah, that's no, super interesting. But yeah. I'm, I'm glad it's working and I'm, I'm glad it's available. And I, you know, it, it it's like that old Rogaine commercial, but like I am truly like, you know, a, a customer and I 100% feel that way about it. You know, Which Rogaine commercial? I, I don't know yeah, what you're talking I about. I love this reference <laughs> and I don't know <laughs> Do what it is. Do you remember the one where he's like, not, on, not only am I a, uh, the founder, I'm like a member of the Air Club for Men or something? Oh, like yeah. Oh. Okay. I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm dating myself. I realize <laughs> We, yeah. It, it's shocking that neither Joy or I knew a, a TV commercial. As fans we, of pop culture, yeah. <laughs> Nick <laughs> works in the advertising business. Both of us were like, how do we not know this reference? I saw that look in your face. <laughs> But that that uh, brings to mind, like, do you have a favorite athletic brewing uh, company beer? Um, you know, I think I hold the the cores near and dear uh, mm -hmm. to my heart. So, like the the Run Wild and the Upside Dawn, um, they were both kind of built basically to be kind of like a timeless classic that could be enjoyed anytime, all time, and hopefully yeah. wouldn't like fall in and out of trend. Um, and so. I love those characteristics within them. Um, past that, you know, our, our seasonals that we have out, I love those. The fact that we were able to nail a, a sour beer in a non-alcoholic format was a feat. Nice. And, which, was uh, that your you know, Blackberry one or which one was that? Yeah, so we've done a couple now. We've got, a, okay. we've got the Blackberry Berliner Weiss and then we have a Goza that works really well. Um, just... It's super, it's like the most refreshing thing in the world. Awesome. Yeah. I had the Blackberry one back during this, I think this past summer or whenever it came out and yeah, it was delicious. Awesome. We, yeah. I mean, past that, we just have, we have so much creative stuff coming out that, you know, it's hard to, hard to stay on top of. I wanted to ask about that too. How are you making so many different varieties of beer all the time? I know you guys have different like 
barrel capacity uh, setups and stuff like what what does that planning process look like and then how do you fit in this much brewing of because we'll mention it another time in the show but you are constantly coming out with different beer varieties through the pilot program and just releasing them on the website widely like how what does that process look like um so it's 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 really just the team and everybody's creative and we have this unique process that's our, you know, it's our, it's our process and it's special and it took a long time to build, but yeah, it's a process that allows us to, it, it'll, it grants us flexibility in the creation process, just like any other normal brewer, you know, at a brew pub, you got 12 beers on at any time because the, the process is forgiving and malleable and mm. you can play with it. And so we've got that, which is a a huge asset because old school traditional NA production is like you have to make the beer and then you have to remove the alcohol from the beer and then you have to do this other stuff. Mm -hmm. But we don't, so we've got time. We also have a pilot system at both facilities and we've got like 18 full-time brewers now who are all super, super experienced and, have just a ton of curiosity and we've kind of like opened up Pandora's box in terms of creation because all these, all these people had been producing these things in alcoholic format. And now you just give them the keys and you're like, okay, well you can do all those things again in a non-alcoholic format and you know, the mice will play. So (laughs) um, to a certain extent, it's just kind of letting letting everybody have the freedom that they want to create and, you know, take risks. If it doesn't work out, we throw it away. No big deal. But um, past that, you know, we have a, a pretty R- busy R&D platform where we're working on collaborations and new flavors, new hops, doing some educational series. And so there's a combination of just freedom and then a little bit of structure. Nice. That's kind of like the question that came to mind when you were talking through that. Like, what is the the end result of your R&D program? Are you guys thinking about like, let's try to find, you know, the next segment we want to get into. Let's try to find the next bestseller. Or is this just a cultural, we want to create all the time? Like, this isn't because we're sort of uh, the first, you know, whatever, three, five, 10 years in our company. And once we have an established brand, we'll stop doing that. Um, you know, are you trying to say, no, culturally, we're just going to, we're always going to be experimenting and not just experimenting internally, but releasing it to our customers. Like that seems pretty unique to me and, and interesting. Is that what, what's going through your guys' strategy? Yeah, pretty much. You know, it's kind of a no holds bar as far as creativity goes. I, you know, I think we're, we've been this successful so far because we were allowed to be creative and, you know, we don't want to hold anybody back. Right. And, you know, it's akin to, again, the, the brew pub scenario where like, you know, all these cool ingredients and these, you know, hop farmers are coming up with these new hops and all these new breeds and these new like heritage malts. So, you know, it's like kind of like working in a kitchen for a chef. You know, why would, why would you stop? I guess. Yeah. This, all this variety talk too, because it's super impressive that you, you guys are constantly pumping that out. We recently had a bombshell on cold cans where um, I actually have been told to avoid gluten by doctors. So, but I'm still going to drink beer uh, for the good of the show. I you was going to say a problem for a <laughs> podcast host about beer, but. But um, <laughs> it, it, it uh, makes me want to ask are, are there any plans or have you guys tried out any NA gluten free beer combos? Um, so we, we don't have any gluten-free yet because um, we don't have a, a facility dedicated to gluten-free. Sure. And, um, but to that end, most of our products are generally pretty low in the gluten content range. And then we also have a gluten-reduced golden ale. So that's our, our flagship Upside Dawn. So oh, that okay. is, you know, that is effectively gluten-reduced. It's under 20 parts per million Every single batch is lab tested to under 20 parts per million of gluten. Wow. Nice. Okay. Well, that'll be my go-to athletic brewing beer. Well, thank you uh, for clarity (laughs) on that. That's awesome. Nick is legitimately beaming over here on this side of the fence. (laughs) That's awesome. And another thing you mentioned was the collaborations, which is actually um, the beer we're drinking on today's show, the Aftershift 
non-alcoholic crisp IPA. It says Chef Chris Cosentino collab. Can you talk about where that came from? Yeah. So um, Chef Cosentino kind of, he reached out on his own. Um, oh, cool. You know, you probably, you've probably seen him on like Top Chef and yeah. up in, he's got restaurants all over the country. And he reached out and was like, you know what? I, I love your product. I love the outdoors. Um, I'm a huge bike enthusiast. I don't drink. I want to promote like positive culture, positive vibes and the shift to a, a healthier lifestyle. And so we decided to collaborate on a beer and then to follow that up was like a really cool video series that our creative team did called without compromise. So he and I kind of went back and forth. This was all COVID. So it was all totally remote, but we would hop on the phone and jabber about ingredients and food and beverage. And he said he wanted a really crisp effervescent IPA that was brewed with uh, herbs and um, single hop. So we went with Cascade and then he decided that he wanted to mimic the, one of his favorite sauces that he does in his restaurants, which is a uh, lemon verbena and fresh bay leaves. And so we brewed awesome. a super pale, pretty hoppy crisp IPA that has a boatload of fresh lemon verbena and fresh bay leaves. And so it, it comes off, it's, it's very pungent. It's pretty assertive and aggressive and very aromatic, obviously with all the herbs and the hops, but mm. for as assertive as it is, it is super clean and cleansing to the palate. Um, it's, it's honestly like one of the most interesting things I've ever brewed or ever been part of brewing rather. Well, Joey is our resident hop head on here. So when we do crack this thing open, <laughs> he'll, he'll have the real, uh, be in heaven on the on the heavy I've, hops. I've genuinely enjoyed again, not just because we have him on the podcast. Genuinely enjoyed every uh, uh, hoppy beer that Athletic has offered. So that's awesome. Thanks. And John, would you have any? Um, we do a segment called Parable or Terrible, where we have a food that we pair with the beer. Does anything come to mind, like with your history in in the restaurant industry, and then after talking with chef costantino about this one do you have a recommendation for whether it's a snack or a, a full meal that you would pair with this beer um yeah so a couple options so he's got this like crazy uh like clam dish and broth that he does um and you can do that with this beer it also turns out that if you don't have any um good wine or liquid to cook your turkey on a thanksgiving this is fantastic oh nice um this is something I ran into. You can also use this for beer can chicken. It's super aromatic and uh, pretty complex. But past that, you know, I'd say it's it's really it's so bright and refreshing. It could really counter like a really sweet or acidic um, dessert or salad. But you know, it it just finishes so clean. Awesome, nice. And I would assume this will be available. We have a lot. Of, we have listeners out here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, Chef Casentino has a. Uh, restaurant called Jackrabbit in Portland, um, which I think was somewhat recently opened. Um, and I had that marked as something. I, I have a Google Maps list of places I want to go, and I independently have that marked as want to go. <laughs> I didn't. I did not nice. make the connection until just now. So yeah, I'm sure awesome. there'll be uh, parable opportunities there if you're ever in Portland, or if we have listeners in Portland, like uh, Brooks. If Brooks, if you're listening right now, <laughs> uh, get to Jackrabbit once once COVID lifts. <laughs> and, uh, and John, we, yeah, we super appreciate your time today. I, I do just want to get an update. I think when we had Bill on, you guys had just purchased the San Diego previous Ballast Point Brewery. Um, how's that build out going and are you producing beer out of that uh, location? Yeah, we are in nice. fact producing beer out of there. Um, in a in miraculous fashion, that project started in February and completed ahead of schedule in May. And, um, that was without a doubt, a hundred percent because of our incredible team out there, um, who really just did everything. They were, it, it was crazy. They were so good. Um, still are that good, but, um, yeah, so everything's going really great out there and we've got a new canning line set up. We did a whole cellar expansion. We're doing a brew house expansion and we've got an incredible team out there right now. And we finished, uh, 
the year in full production out there, hoping to hoping to really tap into the capacity that we have out there this year. Awesome. Well, when the world is back to normal, I would love to go down there and check out that space. It sounds awesome. Yeah, anytime. On the R and D note, you know, we're we continue to explore and we accept challenges. So if and ever anybody ever has any crazy ideas or things that they want to see out there in the world, don't hesitate to reach out. Or uh, you know, we're open books and our, our customer service team is really great at like getting us the information if it just pops up on a on an email thread. Um, so we'd nice. love to make everybody happy and you know, satisfy our, our curiosity and continue to grow this category. Wonderful. Yeah. We're excited to try out all the, all the different varieties coming out of there. So, uh, thanks again. Yeah. Love to see what you're doing there and, and thanks for more of the backstory on the whole operation. Yeah. My pleasure. Really appreciate you having me. Thanks again to John Walker. He is the head brewer and co-founder of athletic brewing. Uh, great guy. Great interview. Excellent interview. Yeah. Uh, knows what he's doing. So I feel like this brand and the next set of R&D innovations they come up with are in good hands. Uh, it's good to know that. I'll be on the lookout for more. All right. Final <laughs> review. <laughs> I'll be on the lookout for more. All right. Okay. We got to take this bullet train home. We Anthony's got gonna gonna cut traffic off. coming up at the uh, turn of the hour. <laughs> Once we get out of this pig shit podcast. <laughs> We All got right. music for you at the turn of the hour. Okay, shut up. <laughs> Let's rank this puppy. Oh, papa. All right. Oh, no. Uh, All right. What? So, yeah, Beer Advocate, let's just get that out of the way. It only has one ranking on Beer Advocate. <laughs> this podcast has turned into, like, let's get this out of the way. Get well, yeah, the whole, that's how I view life in general, you know? Yeah. All right, go ahead. So, one 4.61 ranking. out of 5 they give it, which I think would be, like, world class, probably, according to their yeah. rankings. It's a good ranking. Um. Yeah, loads of interesting tastes. They say haven't had a beer quite like this, which I would agree with. I completely agree with that too. And I wonder if something you know that there is a different flavor profile they could make because they don't have the burden of alcohol in it, uh, so they can mm. experiment with flavor a little more. Because this is you unique. mean yeah, some like more subtle flavors that would come through because the alcohol is not possibly covering yeah. it up. Yeah, I don't know. But this is super unique, which is worth checking out in and of itself. So I know I do hope this is available places. I. I think a lot of these special runs they do aren't widely available. Like they run sure. them for a certain amount of time, and then and then the only ones that are available everywhere are the the heavy hitters, the run wild, the free wave, and sure. that sort of stuff. Yeah, you can always check their website because they're NA. They can ship uh, yeah anything. So if you listen to this close to when uh, this was released. Uh, you have a good shot, I guess, of of getting the after shift. Otherwise, I don't, I don't think this is currently on their website for what it's worth. Oh, all right. Well, if it comes back, it should come back because uh, it's it's excellent. Uh, yeah, totally. I hope they do more. Maybe they'll do more with that chef, Chef Constantino. Yeah. yeah. And is that Cold Cans 25 promo code still active, Joe? Absolutely, folks. You, you bet. Go to athleticbrewing.com and enter code Cold Cans 25. While we do not accept... These do not influence the rankings, the fact that this promo code exists. Uh, you'll get 25% off your first order. Yeah. So right now their website has Run Wild IPA, Upside Dawn, Golden Ale, and All Out Stout. So they don't have this one currently, but I think if you sign up for their pilot program thing, which I don't think is, it's not like a monthly subscription. I think you can just pick which ones you want. But anyway, then you get access to more of these special runs. So if yep. you're into that kind of stuff, go check it out. Cold Cans 25 at checkout. All right. And this will not influence the rankings whatsoever. Never does. Okay. Uh, I would say, well, one anchor point, if we're going to move into the ranking section, is that... Anchor.fm? <laughs> yeah. They stopped paying us to do ads. Don't mention them, Joe. <laughs> yeah. This is not a... One, uh, anchor.fm has deplatformed us. <laughs> this is a First Amendment right issue. <laughs> anchor is our parlor play. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, if we want to ground our rankings in the, uh, anywhere, number 25 currently is the run wild IPA by athletic brewing company. So that's like the ballpark we went in before. And that is in the Zen 10. And remember folks, the Zen 10 is a concept spun up by the fictional character Brody Ovac. Um, uh, that I shouldn't say fictional, but the character Brody Ovac, 
who came on the show and it's an entertainment podcast we're all fictional joe right these are brands okay so that's in a grounding point i won't say the word the a word uh, on this show ever again <laughs> thank you because they've deplatformed us <laughs> There's nothing more un-American than being deplatformed <laughs> by Anchor.fm. I've got a I've got a bit of a Randy uh, suggestion for you. What if, because this beer, like we will never be able to drink this beer again, most likely. What if we move Run Wild IPA, the other athletic beer we've done on the rankings, and maybe just throw this in there with it or something, but. Uh, attribute our ranking and our overall opinion of athletic brewing to run wild currently are number 25 on the list so these would merge they merge so you'd have run wild ipa slash athletic brewing companies after shift and basically it's a call to action uh stand back and stand by it's a call <laughs> to uh to to go and check out Athletic. If you're if you're going through the rankings and you're listening yes. if you're listening to the episodes one through hundred on the rankings, yes. which you should. Is this Walter Drunk a uh, drunkite? Wait, no, no, that's Mar this is Marv Albert. Mar Marv Albert. Yes. Is there a beer pun with Marv Albert? Oh. Marv Albert. Marv I suppose. Yeah, we can leave it at that. Malt Mar Malt uh, uh All right. Anyway. Go Mar for it. You have it. Marvarian Marvarian Hops Albert. Did it? Yeah, that's better. Thank okay. you. So one through <laughs> twenty-five, then you know you would everyone I encourage every listener to do, whether you've listened to all our shows or not, if this is the first episode you've listened to, go right now, quit your job, and <laughs> start listening from the rankings. Beers number one through a hundred, and then everything in Satan's cooler in hell is you could listen to it straight through like that, or you could go Satan's Cooler in Hell up to one to build mm. up to it. That'd be a lot of fun. That'd probably be more fun, honestly. A lot more fun. Yeah. I was an idiot for my first suggestion. You weren't, but and I like this idea. Mar Marvarian Hops Elvert? Marv Elbeer is better than Marvarian Hops. Of course it Hops. is. I didn't have anything. Well, come on. Um, but when you get to 25, you're going to have two bar, episodes. Bar Elbert? <laughs> <laughs> when you're doing speaking of by the way speaking of fat albert and uh pseudo french words that we don't know how to pronounce apparently in college i wrote a short story called <laughs> fatal bert where <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you can pretty much get what the story is from that. I genuinely can't. So, Fat Albert, and then the, yeah. uh, I think <laughs> I think the story was basically he was a kid in school, and yeah. <laughs> he you, like did he you come big. up with the story before the title, or did you just what come you up with think? the idea? What do you think? What are all my ideas? They're wordplay based. You wrote a whole That's story. All I have on shifting letters from Fat Albert. You wrote a oh, whole it was story. a tragedy, Joe. He kills a kid. Oh my God. I know it's so stupid, but that's what <laughs> I killed that kid. We can't be doing this, Fat Albert. Oh, oh. American icon, <laughs> ruined by me. I was trying to see. I was trying to think if there's some Marv Albert, Fat Albert collaboration. Like Fat Marv Albert could be like a Twitter handle. Fat Marv Albert? Yeah. Yeah. It's Fat Albert and Marv Albert combined. That's good. Yeah. Albertsons. I would almost be surprised if Fat, yeah. Fat Albert. Fat Marv Albertsons. <laughs> so what do you do? You buy food from Safeway Albertsons. Marv you Albert watch NBA. Did. Yeah. And you have a Fat Albert shirt. Yeah. All right. Or you just go, hey, 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 all the time. <laughs> hey, That's your catchphrase. I don't know how we got when here. You're e when you're eating and reviewing <laughs> Safeway foods. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, All right. What when if he you... was French and his name was Faith Albert? Is that what you did with your short story? I don't think I did, but I should have. That would have gotten me the <laughs> A. Been better than Fatal Bird. <laughs> Why did you you submitted this for class? Yeah, Fatal I'm, Bert. I mean, so in some of those classes, you just have like they have like 
a prompt and you literally write the story in class that day. Oh, That's okay, what this is. So you didn't like take a couple of weeks, no. go on a writing retreat. <laughs> oh, that's right. We're, we're going on a writing retreat. We're going retreat on a writing retreat. And we're going to record a couple of cold cans while we're in this cabin. We should. We absolutely should, though. I will say every time we've ever gone out of town as like a, yeah, boys get away, we always say we're going to record and we never do. I'll tell you this. Here's my promise tell right me. now. If I'm sitting down working on a short story, and it's based <laughs> off of a pond of Fat Albert. I'll stop myself and say, I think it'd be a better use of my time at the moment <laughs> for us to record a cold cans instead of me finishing this story. And I will tell you, I have a fair share of short stories that basically make me feel like that, where I'm like, why am I doing this anymore? But uh, it's worth doing, It's Joe. worth doing. I'll open that Google Drive of my abandoned orphan stories. Oh, you bet. Okay, when you're listening from 100 all the way up and you get to 25, you're going to have to listen to two episodes, folks. Run Wild IPA and what we're tagging on to it right now, Athletic Brewing's After Shift, non-alcoholic So you like that idea, Joe? I love it. It's unprecedented, but I love it. uh, Ascent? Yeah, sure. You love it. Unprecedented in, in love. Are we then adding, so we have, of course, the alternative method, of course, the new opportunity. What is this? The side, the sister suds, the, 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 the <laughs> sure, the, yeah, sister suds, the is twins, fun. twin, changed alcohol. Yeah, we'll figure it out. We're going to come up with a term on, we couldn't do it on the fly here on the podcast where we can attach beers to mm. existing breweries' beers mm. and they can it's coexist. A package. package deal. A package deal. A package. Package pint. Package pint. Pack, packed. No, you got it. Pints. It's a package pint. So we have alternative methods, we have new opportunities, and we have package pints. And this is the first ever inaugural wow. package pint at number 25 alongside... Um, what was Run it? Wild Run Wild IPA. IPA. Yeah. Well, so a couple of out. IPAs yeah, from Athletic Brewing. Yeah. And you can listen to both at the same time. Uh, <laughs> we're some both at the same time. Wow. Well, one after another, or simultaneously. One in the left channel, one in the right channel. Yeah. So I listen to every podcast. <laughs> okay. Take us out now. <laughs> hey, I'm Fatal Burke. Time! Time!